Welcome to the Hyper Guy Motivational Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I have a wonderful, like awesome entertainment entertainer and guest, Trace Austin. Trace Austin is an artist. He's an entertainer. He's a singer, a writer, an actor, a rapper. He just does just does about just everything. I'm gonna get into the how many instruments you're gonna play, Trace, because I know you got a million of them. I'm not gonna be able to cover all of them. Uh, he's a social media influencer. He's a founder of a nonprofit, uh, Together All Protected, for it's an anti-bullying campaign, which is amazing. I can't believe that he's doing it at his age. And I talked to him earlier about he does he's done more in his 18 years on Earth than I've done. <laughs> so um, he has a recent his most recent album is Offspring. It's a great album. If you have a chance to to get it, go iTunes and it's and at the end of this uh, podcast, he's going to tell you exactly how to get it. Your grandfather, I think we're going to go into this. Your grandfather is the founder of The Temptations. Your uncle is uh, Benjamin Wright Jr. And he's produced music for Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, uh, Destiny's Child, Aretha Franklin. And I guess I'm just going to go into this. Thank you, Trace, for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Martin. It's a pleasure to be here. I look forward to covering all these topics. So thank you for having me. Yeah, you have so much. I don't even know where to begin. So I always start the same way. Uh, where were you born and raised, Trace? So a lot of people don't know this, but I was actually born and raised in London. Uh, I grew up in Canary Wharf, which is a city overlooking the water across from the Big Ben. And I lived there to the age of six. So every time I go back, it's like home to me. I have friends over there. I have family. Uh, one of my good friends, he's actually a big music artist over there. You know, he's really doing well right now. Yeah, it's like he's headlining his own shows. Um, he's yeah. having his own billboards around the city. So um, London is so funny because even though I was little and I moved back at the age of six, every time I go back, it's like, I don't know, feels like the place where I should be. Um, I love L.A. as well. I mean, I really grew up in L.A. and uh, my music journey started in L.A., so but... So, Trace, let me ask you this. When you think about you were born, so do you have dual citizenship? I guess I should ask you that. You could have dual citizenship, right? Correct? Yes. I don't have dual citizenship, but I could. Yes. And what do you remember about, do you remember anything about your time in England at all? Well, I remember the music for one, because the music is very advanced uh, from the music we have in the U.S., the fashion, the clothes are amazing. And just like the vibe of the city, like the people and traveling around, you take the subway. It's a very different from the LA lifestyle. So I mainly remember, you know, the friends I had there, the family, and just basically just living there. And what, so how did you get to LA? Well, I moved back to L.A. at the age of six where um, my mom came back here for some business things, uh, business ventures. And when I came to L.A., I actually moved to Jersey for two years where I went to school. But then after that, from the age of nine, I just stayed in L.A. the whole time. And at the age of 10, I actually started my music journey uh, doing my first song called Swaggy T. It's actually on YouTube but it's a very funny video. Like it was all, it was almost like, I don't want to say like a joke, but it was like a music video of me just having fun with my friends. You know, we were by the pool. We had, we were all like 
what, 10 and nine years old. And we all had money flashing in the camera. We um, were drinking Capri Suns. It was just like a fun experience. So, um, but how did you, uh, Trace, how did you get into the, how did you, you said it was your first time singing? And I, I wanted to get into this. Um, a couple of things. One was, what was your relationship like with your mom and dad? And then how did you start developing your passion for music? Well, me and my mom, me, my mom and my dad have always had a strong bond. Um, especially me and my mom, you know, we've um, always traveled together, even in London, uh, when my dad was working. Uh, it was always me and my mom uh, at the house. So um, as well as with my dad, because my dad really was with me in New York. Um, when he was working, he was taking me around the city. So I really got the bug for music when my grandfather, Otis Williams, brought me on stage at the age of six, which was out here in Anaheim, California. And it was all these people, um, nice theater, and they were just cheering. The energy was just there. And he brought me on stage, and the crowd was like, oh, my gosh, he's so cute. Uh, is that his grandson? Is that his grandson? I just loved all the attention from the ladies especially. I love the attention from the ladies. So um, we bowed. Um, I did a couple break dance moves on stage. And from there, I was like, you know, this is something I really want to do. And that was at the age of six. I realized but, I wanted to do music. Let me ask you this. When can you recall understanding in some way or figuring out that your mom was in the entertainment industry and you're going to have to explain who Otis Williams is for, for those people that don't know him. But when did you know that they were famous? And, and like, how did you know? You know what? How did you live with that experience growing up? Well, my grandfather, Otis Williams of the Temptations, um, I always looked at him as grandpa, my, grand, my grandfather, when I was growing up. It wasn't until I saw his movie, I realized, like, wow, he's actually, you know, he's famous. You know, he's really made an impact on the music industry. He's had an impact um, on climbing all these obstacles to become the person he is today and to form the group as successful as it is today. Um, my mom, you know, I've always realized my mom was in the entertainment industry because, you know, she was a model. She would, um, she always had like, uh, videos on soul train and everything. So she'd always show us her videos, uh, her pictures and she was a big model. Right. And, but my grandfather, um, he had a play as well about it opened four years ago, but it's actually back in LA right now. Ain't too proud to beg. Uh, it's the musical. So it was on Broadway. It was in Los Angeles. And when I saw that, it was like the most popular play on Broadway. And I was just like, wow, that really made me realize. Like I sat back and was like, he had to overcome all these obstacles. He had to lose all the members in the group. to, And he got where he is today. And he fought all of that to uh, become successful. And that really inspired me. And I really realized like, wow. My grandfather's, you know, he's famous. He's not just grandpa, you know. <laughs> and what about your your uncle? Did he have some influence on you as well? You said that he's he's written for Michael Jackson and Jan Jackson. What did you even know any of this, or were you it just kind of like came up in general conversation? Well, at a young age, um, I did not realize the type of people he had written for. And he actually produced my 
first song. So he and Teddy Riley produced my first song called Days. Um, I recorded that song at the age of 12, 2016. And it was with my dear friend, Love Mansui. He's also a music artist from LA. He's a great singer. Um, so at the time, Teddy was staying with him and he introduced me to Teddy and it, I didn't know who Teddy was. So I was a young kid and my mom was like, you don't know who Teddy Riley is? Like, he's like, just the impact he had. She was like, you don't even realize who you're in the studio with right now, right? So he was really nice guy, like really down to earth. So he produced uh, my first song and uh, my uncle had a big part in that. And my uncle actually uh, gave me a lot, gives me a lot of advice with the music business as well as um, he's taught me how to read music as well as, you know, play the piano, um, how to annotate music. So he's definitely had a role in the things I'm doing today as well. Trace, what kind of pressures do you have? Because you're, you're, you're entering an industry that's very competitive. And when, when you, when you look at, when you look at it, can you tell me like, what has been the biggest challenge for you entering the entertainment business? Well, I definitely have pressure at times, but when you're doing something that you love and that you're passionate about, it doesn't, the enjoyment kind of outweighs the pressure. Um, when I get on stage, I definitely get nervous, but everybody says how good of a performer I am, but I really, you know, try to put effort into it because every time I see the crowd and I'm about to go on stage, I'm just nervous. I'm like, okay, are they going to vibe with me? Are they going to like the music? Are they, um, I see a lot of new faces. Like, how are they going to take to me? And uh, wise subject that my grandfather once told me, he said, if you're not nervous before performing, something isn't right. Because he said, as experienced as I am, when we get on stage now, I'm still nervous. So being that, I would say sometimes that might be some pressure on me or, um, you know, recording music really comes to me naturally, I would say. Um, a lot of the songs I write are based off of my life experiences and things I'm inspired by. But to be honest, I enjoy it so much. Uh, then, like I said, the enjoyment outweighs the pressure. So all that kind of goes out the window because I'm ready to create and I'm ready to take things to the next level. I, I'm glad you brought this up. I really love this topic. How do how do you become creative? Like, how do you tap into those creative juices for your for writing music? How long does it take you to write like one song? And then I know you did a whole album. How long does something like that take from beginning to end? Well, with the songs, it's actually not too hard. Um, one song I actually I wrote in ten minutes. Um, it's called Whereabouts. That's on all platforms. And I was actually in the studio with a friend and he was recording a song at the same time as I was writing. So I had one headphone in. I was writing the song and his song was playing on the big speaker. So it was loud and it was kind of hard for me to hear, but I was still able to do it. Um, I would say the beat has to be there. Like when I hear a song, the beat kind of speaks to me. It's like it would take me back to a certain place. Like if I hear a beat that reminds me of being in London or reminds me of a prior experience I had, that's how I'll be able to write. Like recently I did a house song um, 
that is the beat is something you would definitely hear in a club in London. And uh, with that, I just, you know, I went back to that time. I was like, this really inspired me of um, my time in London. So I wrote to that song and it's just, I would say for the most part, it just comes to me naturally, but I would mainly say it has to be life experiences. It has to be something I've experienced or it has to be something that's like um, the emotion is there. Um, something I've felt before. And how do you balance? And I know I'm going to ask you this question because I know you're in school. How do you balance this like burgeoning career? You have, you have this career you're building and you have a nonprofit. You've got, you make videos, you make albums, you're an actor, you do all these things. You're a writer. How do you balance all of your, like your personal life, like your, and, and, and in your school life, how do you do all that? Well, you know, at times it is hard, um, definitely with school and everything. Um, but my mom has always told me, you know, education's important. So she's encouraged me to, you know, stay in school uh, midst of doing all this. Um, you know, I balance it out because, you know, I set a goal for each month. You know, I'm like, I want to get to this amount of followers and music. You know, I'm doing this deal. I want to accomplish this. So each way as I climb up the ladder, I'm just um, very focused. And uh, when I go to school as well, even when I'm in school, you know, I'm working on music projects. I'm focused on what I have coming up. But I'm able to balance that out as well with, you know, getting my work done because I'm like, as long as I'm able to get one thing done, I could keep doing uh, the other thing. When you were growing up, how much time were you able to put into building your career and like i said the social part of your life were you able to do both or did you ever feel pressure at any point where like you know what i'm gonna have to cut my friends out because i have to do do my music or or what's that been what's that process been for you well i would definitely say there was a time in my career where i was working on music but I still had time for friends. I was going to parties. I was hanging out with friends. And at some point when I really buckled down and realized this is what I want to do and took my career seriously, um, I was like, you know, I want to just focus like tunnel vision. But um, I had vision of other ventures as well. But I was like, you know what? I have to focus on what I'm doing. So the friends will come later. The partying will come later. And along the way, I've lost some friends, you know, some friends have been like, you were no longer friends or you know how that goes. And I would just say that music has been much more important to me and really focusing on my career. So I've had to cut some people off um, that have gotten in the way of that. But I would definitely say now my social life is my music. Like everything I have going around me is my career before I might have been able to hang out with friends or other people, but now I realize, you know, that will come later. What I'm focused on is building my career and me being successful. Is it difficult to get your name out there in terms of like you're building this career? You like, I think you've, you've said this in other interviews. You could easily lean on your grandfather. You can easily lean on these people in the industry that you know, but you don't. You're building this from your you're you're building this yourself. 
and I know that your mom is helping you, you with this as well. But has that been a difficult task for you to do this? Well, at times I would say it's definitely difficult. Um, everything I do, I put a thousand percent into with uh, getting my name out there. And my grandfather has actually gotten me in the door. Me and him did a media run, a media tour uh, nationally in 2020 when everything was shut down with COVID. So we did interviews with you know, TMZ. We had one with Good Morning America. We did one with uh, Fox, KTLA, um, Good Morning Texas. And I would say that really got me in the door because he helped me and he appeared on these uh, live stations with me um, that I was his grandson. So I would say that really got me in the door. That really helped me in um, a lot of aspects. And from there, you know, my grandfather is always giving me advice about business. He's always helping me when he tells me how to form my sound. He tells me, you know, don't limit yourself or don't box yourself to one genre, be broad and try everything you can. Right. So I would definitely say that's played a role in me really getting started and uh, getting my career taken off. But right now, um, you know, I'm definitely trying to build a name for myself. So I would just say I'm very focused and very just put a thousand percent into getting my name out there and, you know, forming different markets like um, becoming known in different markets, different states. And I'm even trying to go overseas right now to work on some projects. And Chase, what if you could describe for the audience, what what kind of music, what genres of music do you um, prefer? Well, I do hip hop, pop, um, alternative. I just did a house song. I did an Afro pop song. So I really all genres. Um, I'm more of like a Post Malone, Bruno Mars kind of style, um, but I definitely like to be broad. I like to experiment with my sound. I like to see how far I can take my sound. Um, my first album was a lot of, you know, was very hip hop more, um, Canary Wharf. And then my second album, I had a variety of sounds that I worked on with my producer out here. His name is Church Boy Scotty. And he's working with people like Snoop Dogg, Travis Scott, uh, Jordan Sparks, and he's really given me an outlet of how to change my sound and be more broad as well. Um, he's given me a whole different sound with my beats, uh, my 808s, and just everything. So I've just always said to myself, I want to be broad. I want to appeal to everybody. I don't want to lim limit myself to one genre. I want to be have timeless hits like the Temptations, you know, my girl, you could go into a mall and you hear that today. So I've always said I wanted to have uh, something that's timeless. So therefore, I always experiment across the board. Hey, Trace, let me ask you this. Um, when you're when you're recording your, your album, can you describe like what a typical day looks like for somebody that's recording an album? That's recording an album? Um, well, you... Let your producer know what kind of sound you want. Sometimes my producer will send me the beats beforehand or we'll be in the studio and I could just kind of freestyle a little bit. It'll be me just playing around, throwing words out there, just wordplay. And he'll make a beat from scratch and then he'll say, okay, go in the booth. 
and then we'll just kind of come up with a melody. And like recently, actually, with this uh, that house song I told you I recorded, it was like, and then I came up with the words, feel like you don't know me at all. And it was just kind of, it's depends on the energy. You and the producer have to vibe with each other. The chemistry has to be there because that's what's going to make the project. And I would say it's just constantly being in the studio, getting the mixing done, um, and just writing, constantly writing. And me and him co-write as well. Like sometimes he'll write a chorus for me and um, we'll bounce ideas off of each other. He'll be like, hey, put this word in there. Or I'll be like, hey, I think this would go good with the beat as well as the verse. So it's just kind of, um, it's kind of, you know, both of those things. And so are you doing like eight hour days or are these like 16 hour days? I mean, I think sometimes when you watch the movies and shows where like you see people sleeping in the studios, is, is that really yeah. how it is? Well, with me, I've had some long ones. Like I did one about a month ago, a studio session about a month or two ago. It was about seven hours, eight hours. Um, for the most part, it's pretty quick, depending on what you're doing. You know, with him, he's very quick in working with the songs and me uh, getting in there, recording the songs, making sure it comes out right. We layer it uh, with ad libs. Uh, underlined vocals so definitely some definitely there are times where you have the 12 hour studio sessions you have the 16 hour studio sessions and you're sleeping in the studio but a lot of the times it is more um it's more like you have to know your sound before you go in there you have to know what you want and i feel like if you know what you want before going into the studio and interacting with the producer you're going to create something uh, magical and you're going to do it within a timely matter. And what kind of instruments do you play? You got to tell us, how did you, how many instruments did you play now? I, I, I know you have a lot of instruments and you do almost everything in the entertainment industry. What kind of, what kind of uh, instruments do you play? Yes. So I play the drums. Um, I'm learning the piano at the moment and I actually have been dabbling with the guitar a little bit. So I'm really trying to uh, broaden my skills with that as well. Uh, piano has definitely been helpful with me, um, with my vocal range, me singing. And the drums I've been playing since I was in third grade. So I've been playing um, the drums since I was a young kid. And actually one of my teachers, his name is Brian Frazier Moore. And he plays the drums on The Tonight Show. He plays for the Super Bowl. Um, he plays for Pink. So he's like one of the best drummers out there. And um, he's been my teacher for a while as well. So dr the drums are definitely my first instrument, but the piano and the guitar, I'm learning at the moment and I'm becoming better at them. How do you keep your singing voice healthy? What, is there anything that you have to do? Do you have to take voice lessons? How does that work? Voice lessons, exercises. Um, the piano has helped me with my voice because when I play a note, I could hear the pitch, whether it's C minor, whether it's uh, C major, whether it's, um, you know, D minor, D major. Uh, the piano definitely helps me with my pitch and what key I need to be in. 
and to relax my voice, you know, if I'm about to go in the studio or I'm about to get on stage, um, you know, the classic method is, you know, don't yell, of course, don't work your voice out too much. Even when I rehearse before a performance, I rehearse about twice a week, but I don't do too much because I'll strain my voice and then I'll overwork it. And with, um, and then with the, how to get my voice smooth, you know, drink water. I drink tea with honey and, um, sometimes I'll drink like vitamin C. So let me ask you this. When you, I know you started your music career when you were younger. Has there any, has there ever been a time and I know you and your mom are so upbeat and have so much energy. Has there ever been a time where you almost like doubted yourself where you said, I don't know if I can do this or how do you overcome that? There's never been actually surprisingly, there's never been a time I've said where I doubt myself or I don't think I could do this um, because, you know, I'm so passionate about it. Anything that comes my way, I'm willing to take on. I'm just willing to just drive like full force, just go. And I feel that a lot of people in the industry have to have that kind of personality. They have to have a strong personality. They have to be hungry for it. And even with me and my mom, you know, we go out to the events and my mom helps me with a lot of my mom's my manager. So she helps me with a lot of stuff. Um, she, she's gotten me a lot of projects and she's definitely helped me with my sound. Like if I'm in the studio and something doesn't sound right, she'll tell me. And she's great at picking out hits too. So she'll be like, listen, Trace, that doesn't sound right. Do it this way. Or think of um, someone like she'll tell me. Think of a girl if I'm doing a love song, because um, there's been prior songs where I've written about a specific girl and she's like, yeah, but you have to do it like this. You have to do it like that. And then once she tells me that it comes out totally different and then um, everybody likes it. But I would definitely say, uh, you know, me and her, you know, when we brainstorm, um, there's never been a time where I've been you know, I don't know if I can do this because I'm just very passionate about it. Who are your, who, who are your biggest musical influences? Pharrell, Bruno Mars, Post Malone. Um, there's so many, a lot of rappers that I like, I would say like Nas, um, you know, I like before everything, I liked Kanye and I would definitely say Pharrell's my biggest one, though. Pharrell and Bruno Mars are definitely my biggest influences with music. Their sound, the way they perform. I saw Bruno Mars in concert in Vegas, and he was just off the chain. Like, the whole experience was just, I was, like, mesmerized by what he was doing. Like, the setup, the lights, uh, his dance crew. And even the people in the theater, you saw people of all races. You saw people of all ages. They were all just glued to what he was doing because his stage presence is just there. So even when I'm performing, um, my inspiration, I take inspiration from him. I study his moves, how he's interacting with the crowd, what he's doing to make his show stand out more. All those things I study and all those things are inspirations to me. And what do you think is the most challenging part of being in a music industry? 
the people that come along with it, when you're doing music, when you're experimenting with your sound, when you're coming out with a new project, you might have some people that are going to make comments. You might have people that are not going to like it, but everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to make comments at one point. So definitely don't let that get to you. I would say for anybody else who's in the industry or anybody else who's aspiring to be in the industry, just don't focus on the comments because everybody's going to have an opinion at the end of the day, but you're going to have to know, you know, what your, what your sound is, what you want to do, what is it that you want to target? And I would just say, definitely be yourself. What do you love most about the industry? So I got you that. And I'm glad you brought that up because what you said, Chase, I really like because it doesn't just it doesn't just fit with the music industry. You're almost any successful person you talk to, there's gonna be people that are gonna be naysayers or people that are going to just be negative. And and that's yeah. what I love. You just push you just push through it. And so what are the good things that you've really enjoyed about the industry? Well, my one of my favorite parts about the music industry is performing. When I get on stage, I perform at this theater downtown. It's called The Regent. And every time I perform, like last time I performed, there was about 1,500 kids. Um, I actually have a show there on January 6th. So when I perform and I see all the people in the crowd, that's like a thrill. It's like a high for me. It's just seeing all those people gets me to really bring the best energy I have and to really put my all into it. When I see them enjoying it, I see them vibing with me or they're um, on the same page I am. That's when I just bring it out full force and just go all out. And I would say definitely with acting as well, you know, um, I really enjoy acting. Acting is actually my first uh, career my first love because I started acting when I was like six or seven and I starred in my short first short film that won the best award for Diddy's uh, P Diddy's revolt film festival. And um, so ever since then I do music, I act as well, but I would say for the industry, for the music industry, the performing part is definitely the best. So what movie was that with P. Diddy's? Uh, Curiosities of the Quiet Boy. It was I, produced by my cousin. You know what? Let me tell you, if anyone has a chance to see that on YouTube, it's, uh, man, it's, uh, it's very, very, when I was watching it, it's very emotional when you watch it. Um, you did such a good job acting in that. Um, what a great job. Do you, do you see yourself acting in other things in the future? Are you still going out for, uh, for auditions and stuff for different programs? Absolutely. So I'm still going on auditions. I have a theatrical manager and, you know, a goal for 2023 is to be on a TV show. It's definitely to break into the um, acting aspect of things as well. You know, I did a reality show last year on NBC with Ava DuVernay. It was called uh, Home Sweet Home. And that was really enjoyable because, you know, I had the cameras there. They showed our what we do on an everyday basis. 
Um, there was no privacy, so that was kind of the a little bit of a downfall, but I still enjoyed it. Uh, the reviews were great, and, you know, I got to meet uh, different people of different cultures, and uh, it was really cool. Do they follow you around every minute? Every minute. When I say every minute, like, I don't think you could go, like, 10 seconds without them being right there, and they just have the camera in your face, and it's like 12-hour days. It's just constantly there. And describe, what, were you, what, what did you do on the show? What was it about? So it was a house swap. You know, like wife swap, uh, the reality show? So it's basically the same thing, but you switch houses. So the family we switched with, they came into our house and we went into their house. So the, we, were, we did everything that they did and they did everything we did on a daily basis. Wow, was that fun? Was it pretty yeah, fun? It was fun. The privacy part was, you know, that part was the downfall, but it was fun at the end of the day. Um, they had a horse ranch, so, you know, we went and we rode horses. Um, you know, they were getting massages in the backyard, and we were like, we were. it was so funny. We were like, damn, they're so lucky. They're getting massages. <laughs> like, so um, it was definitely a good experience. And then um, the show as well, a lot of people liked the show. It was uh, some episodes were emotional and some episodes were funny. Our episode was more on the funny, you know, it wasn't as serious um, side. So it was definitely just funny and fun, interactive. And then actually right now we're in the talks for another reality show as well. Hey, Chase, let me ask you that. I'm going to ask you something, I guess, from this is a, I, I'm asking for advice too. I think this is a good, I, this is why I love the show because you know, you get a, a wide variety of opinions about how to approach stuff. You're super chill. You're super mellow. You're, I mean, how do you carry that over in your performances? Like do, if you were to give someone advice on how not to have nerves or how do you remember all these lines when you're in a show or when you're acting, is there anything that you, advice you would give to somebody to calm their nerves or to prepare better when they're going to give a presentation, whether at work or in any environment, really? Well, in any environment, I would say, especially with when I do lines, read over what you have to speak 16 times, because that's the magic number of how you can remember what you have to say. With performing, I would say that it really, sometimes it comes to me naturally, but if you're getting ready to get on stage or you're giving a presentation in front of people, just think of everybody as... They're there to see you because at the end of the day, they are there to see um, you or whoever it is that is going on as well on stage or giving the presentation. And just think of it as they're your colleagues. Don't even pay attention to the people's faces or the looks because at the end of the day, as long as you put your best into it, they will definitely appreciate that. And you will get something out of it. I want to go back a little bit about your childhood. I know that you started a nonprofit, um, particularly with bullying. Um, were you bullied growing up? And then what made you kind of, I guess, what made you decide to do a nonprofit? Yes. Yeah, so I was bullied growing up. Um, ever since third grade, I was bullied. And a lot of kids targeted me because I was different. I wasn't the all-star football kid. I wasn't the all-star athlete. I was into the arts. I was into music. I was taking theater classes. I was acting. 
And, you know, when I was being bullied, I always, as a young kid, was like, you know, I want to give other people a voice to, um, you know, like give people a platform where they can express how they feel and how they can overcome that. And then once I got a platform uh, where I could start a nonprofit, which is Tap Together All Protected, I was like, this is something that would be important to a lot of kids, you know, a lot of parents, because the parents have to go up to the schools. They have to deal with it. That's stress on the kid as well as the parents. So I wanted to give them a voice to share their story and what they're going through, because at the end of the day, the bullies are picking on you because they see something different and they're not comfortable with uh, themselves as much because they see something that is bright. They see something that is going to be successful. So they choose you as a target. And if they choose you as a target, that means you stand out from the rest of the kids because usually it's the kids who are different that they choose to uh, pick on. So ever since I was getting bullied uh, from all the schools I went to, I would say it just really inspired me to start my nonprofit and provide a lot of resources like therapy centers, um, art centers. Like if kids are into the theater or they're into the music, um, we're going to be providing self-defense classes, MMA, boxing, and things like that. Hey, Trace, let me ask you, how did you deal with the bullying stuff? I mean, did you, how did you end up resolving that? Did you, is that something that you had to tell your parents about and they go to the school? Did it continue after that? Like, how do you, what kind of tools did you develop to deal with that? Well, I definitely told my parents, I felt like that was important to talk to somebody. So if you're being bullied, I would definitely encourage you to go talk to an adult, talk to whether it's your counselor, talk to a friend, but definitely talk to your parents because my mom really went hard for me. She really like fought for me when these kids were picking on me and it spilled over to the teachers picking on me too, changing my grades. Um, you know, they would make comments to me. Well, I don't believe you did this. They would try to get me in trouble for things I didn't do when they knew the other kids did. And after a while, you know, I was really focused on my music. I was doing um, music. I was doing performances. And this is when I was like first starting to get back into the motion of really taking my career serious. And I feel like at some point they stopped picking on me because they realized, you know what? We can't pick on Trace. We can't pick on somebody who is comfortable with themselves, who is confident, um, who is knows what they want to do, has a career. And just basically they can't pick on you if they can't get you down. You know, if you stand tall and you know who you are, you have heart, then they're going to have a hard time getting you down because they want to pick on somebody who's weak and doesn't have the courage. And when your first when your first um, single came out, how did it make you feel when that when it was released? Were you like, "Oh my god, this feels so great"? And like I said, you have a new album now that I absolutely love your album. So I'm gonna have you definitely plug it at the end. Uh, it's it's got it's totally different. Every song is a little different, which I really, really enjoy. A lot of times, you listen to an album and they one song kind of sounds like the other song. That's not how your album is at all. And, and um, how, did, how did it feel for you the first time your, your first song came out? Well, 
it was definitely an amazing experience when my first song came out. I would say my very first song got a lot of response. That's when I was younger. And people were like, well, how did you get Teddy Riley on your song? Like, that's amazing. So a lot of people took to that song. A lot of people uh, vibed with that song. And even when I released my very first song, a lot of people didn't know what I was capable of doing in music. They didn't even know I did music. And this is something I was really taking seriously. And, you know, when I came out with my latest album, I go back and listen to my old music. And I think to myself, like, man, you know, just the sound. I've come a far way. Just like the genres I've spilled over into. It's definitely, it's like mind blowing at times because I'm like, is this the same trace, you know, that's on the song or is rapping, singing? And, you know, I had support. I had a lot of support. And then I had people who felt a certain type of way. They tried to hate on me or make comments. Oh, well, it's okay. It's this. And like I said, that's going to happen with any industry you're in because once you start to do something, you're going to have people around you that are not supporters like they say they are. Like someone could say, I support you to the fullest. I support you. I'll go hard for you. But actions speak louder than words. So if you don't see them showing up to what you have going on, you don't see them downloading a song. If they, if you talk to them, you could tell by their tone of what their intentions are, what they mean. So when my first song came out, it was really it was amazing. And then I just released my album back in February and I actually had a big feature on that album. My first song on the album was with the game. So that was really cool. And people were asking me like, wow, like that's, that's dope. How did you get a feature with the game? And you know, it was just, it was definitely cool coming from my first song to having two albums out now on Spotify and Apple music. Trace, let me ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? Changing the world in a way, uh, making people happier with my music, you know, just appealing to everybody. I would just say inspiring other kids, inspiring young artists who are coming up, helping a lot of people. Uh, I would say I see myself on tour. I see myself working with some of my favorite artists like Pharrell. I see myself working with someone like Drake. I see myself, you know, performing at the Super Bowl, at the Grammys, just those type of things. And really just, um, really just, you know, changing the world with my sound and really helping people. So when, what is your, I, I'm going to ask you this question. What is your grandfather? Your mom and dad think of your career and how happy did it make them when your music came out? Well, all three of them are very supportive of my career. They're very just like all in like, wow, they're very proud of how far I've come. Even my grandfather, I talk to him almost every day and he's like, you know, I'm really proud of what you're forming yourself into. You're becoming a young man. I'm watching you grow in your sound. I'm watching you accomplish a lot of things. Like, I'm proud of you. And he always tells me, he's like, you're going to be a superstar. And then so uh, I appreciate that too, because, you know, words of encouragement, you know, I always appreciate that. And I would just say everybody's very supportive of everything I do, my uh, whole family. So if I were to ask you this, 
uh, if there's one person you haven't met in the music industry, and you had and you and you you had the uh, the the ability to meet them, who would it be, and what would you say? Probably Bruno Mars. If it was one person I could meet, and I would say, you know. I love everything you're doing. You have really inspired me as an artist. I've watched you and studied you. And I would, you know, I would let them know, like, I would love to work in the future, but you've really inspired me on everything I'm doing. Um, a, lot of, a lot of the skills I've acquired, um, I've learned from you. And that's someone I would definitely love to meet if I could meet anybody. If I were to ask you, who are your role models? Who would they be? Well, definitely uh, my mom, because my mom inspires me to do a lot. She, you know, tells me things of what to do, what not to do. You know, she lets me know, like, if I'm doing something wrong, uh, how to fix it. You know, with music, she really knows. She's been in the industry for a long time. So she really gives me insight on everything. And she really is like protective over me. So, um, you know, people that come at me at times, she's definitely, you know, she shuts it down and just she's someone who definitely goes hard for me and is a great person to have in my corner. So I would definitely say that's a great role model as well as my dad, too. You know, he um, came from trading on Wall Street. You know, he's in finance. And even though he's not in the music industry, He's definitely, you know, set an example with that. So he's definitely one of my role models as well. Hey, Chase, I can, I have to tell you, I'm so impressed with you because one thing I have to tell you is you're super humble and you're actually, you're a really kind person. And I think hey. it, it's, it's very, very humbling and it's very, very um, inspirational that yes. you're, that you're so kind to people. And I hope that, in the future, because it, I think that you're going to get more and more fame, you know, always stay that way because um, it really comes through when people speak with you, how much good energy and, and good vibes you have. So I really appreciate that part of you. So I have to get that out there for sure. Yes, absolutely. No, I appreciate you telling me that because, you know, I've even said I'll always stay humble. You know, it's very important to be grounded and be down to earth. And even my grandfather has told me that, you know, as you climb and just you get more and more fame, just always stay humble and just always, you know, focus on, you know, giving back to the community and just being yourself. Trace, have you got to meet any of your dads? I'm sure uh, any of your moms and grandfathers, uh, some, some of the greats. Have you got to meet any of those throughout your lifetime? Some of the greats? Yes. So, um, I actually was in the studio last year with uh, Smokey Robinson, which was pretty dope. Amazing. Uh, I was with my grandfather and Smokey Robinson. They were working on their new album. They were doing a documentary. So that was definitely dope to be in the studio with the greats. Um, I've been in the studio. I've met a lot of people. I'm over the course of like these last few months. Um, I was on the red carpet and met Jimmy Kimmel. Um, I met Designer. He's a rapper uh, last year in the studio as well. Um, I've met quite a few people that have definitely, you know, has definitely been 
like legendary to me. Yeah, you you have so many um, wonderful things uh, in your future uh, going for you, and you know it's it's just amazing to see someone as so as talented as you and just so kind as you, and that's why I'm really happy to have you on the podcast. If I were to ask you, uh, what Marvel character would you be? Who would it be? Cosby, any Marvel character? Definitely Spider-Man. I feel like Spider-Man is solves all the problems. He's very skilled in what he does. And he's able to balance his time out with being a superhero and being a high school kid. And I think that's dope. He's able to do everything. He's able to, you know, really focus on really kind of like he has two sides to him. So I would definitely be someone like Spider-Man. And then what do you do for fun? What's your, well, what's, your, what's your favorite thing to do? My favorite thing to do, um, you know, in my free time, like I said, I record and, you know, I produce. I would definitely, you know, I experiment with um, learning how to make beats as well. For fun, though, I would say mainly just music, mainly just uh you know, discovering new things, discovering new projects and just maybe getting together with friends. Sometimes I do that. It's just playing around in the studio, just bouncing ideas off of each other. What is your favorite guilty pleasure food wise? Favorite guilty pleasure food wise? Donuts. Yeah, oh, donuts. Uh -oh. What kind of donuts? Donuts. What kind of any kind of donut? Or any Christmas cream, preferably glazed, the warmed up hot glaze. It's a guilty pleasure because it's like, I know I'm not supposed to be having this, but it's something I can't resist. What's the one thing that, that you do that might drive your mom crazy? I would say that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's quite a few things. Um, Sometimes, actually, I don't know. Because sometimes she'll be like, Trace, really? Oh, I got a good one. When I eat, sometimes I'll leave my food on the counter or I'll leave like plates behind. And then she's like, that's more dishes. So that drives her crazy. <laughs> and can you beat your mom in a dance competition? I know your mom was like a famous international fashion model, but you know, she's got that soul train history. Does she ever try to have a dance off with you? So, yeah, she has that soul train history. So she's definitely had dance offs with me. Um, you know, with dancing, I'm actually learning how to dance right now because rhythm wise, I'm like, I'm good at dancing, but my dancing is different from hers. So she's like, Trace, your rhythm is off. Like she, she tells me all the time, but um, I can hold my own with dancing but uh, definitely, we've had dance competitions. You have to. I, that you, you, I know they have a really famous um, dance studio there that you should go to and bring your mom there. I think it's called Millennium. Dance oh, Millennium Complex. Dance Complex. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but that's it's a pretty. They have a lot of videos on YouTube about uh, a lot of a lot of famous folks uh, dance there. Sarwitty and a bunch of folks. Oh, wow. Dance yeah. Complex. You have heard of Dance it's, Complex? Yeah, it's called. Yeah, it's called Millennium Dance Company. Um, but you might get a kick out of that. You and your mom can go at it there. Um, yes. So let me ask you this. If you look back at 
in time, it, when Trace is no longer here anymore, what do you want to be remembered for? Inspiring other people, being um, inspiring other people, being an artist who really incorporated his real life experiences into his uh, music and setting a lot of like accomplishments, like accomplishing a lot and being known for, you know, accomplishing, accomplishing a lot as a music artist and as an actor. And I, I can't leave this out because I want to make sure that you, if somebody wants to listen to your music, Yes. If they want to get a hold of you, if they want to book you, if they just want to buy your album, all that other good stuff. Uh, they want to get in contact with you for your um, nonprofit. What's the best way they could get you? And I, I'm going to ask you, you can give us your website, give us your social media handles, um, what, plat what platforms you're on, all that good stuff. Well, my website is traceaustinmusic.com. My Instagram is at the Trace Austin. My uh, TikTok is Trace Austin. My Instagram, you can message me on, which my manager's email will be on there, as well as my publicist's email, Melissa. And, you know, you can reach out to any of those platforms. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us about the nonprofit, tap together all protected and also for my albums and all my singles trace austin on all platforms apple music spotify title amazon deezer you name it everything and you said you have a show coming up when's that coming up how often so do that so at the region theater january 6th opening up for baby smooth it's doors open at 7 p.m. It's going to be all ages, but it's going to be a big one. So tickets, you can find that on my Instagram. You can DM me uh, to buy tickets. And, you know, we'll be give, doing a free giveaway as well. Whoever buys tickets will get a free merch of mine, like a free sweater or a shirt, some sweatpants. Oh, so you got merch too. Yes, I do have merch. Good, yes. good, good job, Trace. And then let me ask, this is my final question. Um, I was trying to get your mom on here, Miss Carter, your mom, but uh, I think uh, she's not going to be able to pop in today. But um, I know you have some school goals. Um, what do you, I have to put this in there. What's your ideal university you want to attend? Probably USC. <laughs> Definitely. USC I, in the house, baby. Yes, I, I had to put in that plug for the uh, USC Trojans. So I hope everybody hears it out there. The University of Southern California Trojans. Um, but we're going to uh, do our best to, to, get, to, to uh, get you to see the campus and uh, have you fall in love with that, the campus, Trace. And I, I have to tell you, thank you so, so much for being here. And um, I hope I can see you on campus soon. Uh, you have an amazing career. Your your mom, Elon Carter, is such a wonderful person. As you know, we had her on the last podcast. But um, when she was telling me about your career, and I, 
I said, let me do my research. And, and I said, I'd love to have him on. And it's been a real pleasure. You're, you're just a, a very, very kind person. And you've accomplished so much. And you have so much going for you. I hope to have you on the future one day. Don't forget about me when you're famous, all right? Oh, not at all. Absolutely. I would love to come back on. And I want to thank you, Martin, for having me. You know, it's been a pleasure to be on here. And I enjoyed our conversation a lot. You know, definitely talked about some inspirational things. So thank you so much for having me. Well, let me know, Trace. It always makes me feel good because when they have wonderful people like you out there and to see how humble you are and all the things you're doing, you have so much energy. Um, that energy is passed on to me and other people. So thank you for giving that energy to the world, my friend. Yes, absolutely. I'm glad I can. Thank you so much. Thank and, you. And, you know, join us next time for our next wonderful guest. In the meantime, keep learning, keep growing. We'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.